Welcome to the official Jets podcast. We were presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen in studio. Joined as always by the mad backer, my partner in crime, Bart Scott. Jets tight end Tyler Conklin in the house today on Halloween. Oh, man. How tough of a game was that against the Patriots yesterday? 22-17. Felt like you were in control, but a lot of the guys were saying after the game, you let it slip away. Yeah, it hurts. Uh you know, that's my first time in this rivalry, right? And uh, you know how much the – all you hear all week is how much the fans hate him, how much everybody hates him. And, um, you know, I got that same that same hate for him now, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely slipped away from us. It's one of those games we're going to look back at and, um, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we get to see him in a couple weeks, so. How frustrating was our film study today when you looked at all the opportunities and how close you were and – you know, how Bill gets these mirages defensively to kind of spook you out of things when you realize that he really isn't a big, bad wolf. And personnel-wise, you guys have more than enough talent to be, you know, to put more points on the board against that defense. Yeah, I think that's one of the frustrating parts is the fact that we we know and feel like we're the more talented team, right? And, uh, you know, we feel like we could have made so many big plays and dominated that game and you come out of it and you didn't. And, it, and that's the most frustrating part about it. Um, and for the most part, they really didn't too much, didn't do too much to try to trick us. I mean, we knew they were going to have some weird personnel at times. They got in a couple of fronts that we didn't expect them to get into. But uh, for the most part, when they did that, we handled it well. Uh, you know, obviously we just, at times, we got to take care of the ball better and, uh, you know, make some make some plays when we need to make them. But it's, it's a frustrating loss for sure. What about you? Six catches, 79 yards, two touchdowns. The two touchdowns, a career high in a single game. Also, five of those six catches going for first downs, also a career high. Uh, uh, obviously, didn't like the team outcome. But as far as individually, how big of a step was that for you and the young quarterback, Zach Wilson? Yeah, you know, it's a lot easier to be happy about a big game when, when you win. But uh, I think I think it's big for me and Zach because I want to be someone that he trusts on third down. I want to be someone that he trusts when, when things break down or, um, you know, when he just needs to make a choice between a side and, and make a play. I want to keep building that trust. Uh, that was one of the big reasons and one of the things I was excited about when coming here was to be able to work with the young quarterback and, and help become that guy for him. Uh, and I think when we watched the film today, the big thing was – you know, he, he did a good job making a lot of, uh, you know, good reads right away, throwing some really good balls. The first touchdown he threw me was a great ball. Right. Um, you know, uh, I think I think it was big, big for our chemistry, and I think it was big for me. You know, I'm still uh, trying to get better and better every single day, every single – every game in this league and uh, trying to become the player that I know I can be. So I think it was big for me and Zach and, and myself in general. Not making excuses, but you guys had to really – adjust to the fact that you don't have Brees Hall, you know, behind, you know, behind Zach and James Robinson and, and, and Michael Carter. You know, how was that adjustment? Because it felt like you guys were not able to really get James going. It was kind of tough to be put into a new system, new verbiage, new town all within a week and be expected to produce. How do you guys kind of put that whole package in a microwave and try and cook it faster than and then organically, you know, cooked in an oven or in a crock pot. I know that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, kind of, I'm kind of hungry too. There. But, uh, you know, I feel like we didn't have too many opportunities in the run game, right? I don't know how many times, how many rushes we ended up with, maybe 
13, I want to say. I want to say maybe I mean, yeah. she had seven rushes and, and James had five, 12, whatever it ended up being. Um, you know, and being down at times in the fourth quarter, and being some two-minute drills, we, you know, probably didn't run the ball maybe as much as we wanted to at times. And, uh, you know, I can only imagine how quick of a, a turnover that is for uh, for James, um, learning that playbook and trying to be ready to go in short notice like that. But I don't think it's uh, – no, I think obviously missing Brees is huge. He's a hell of a player, and he showed that so early in his career. But uh, you know, so MC and James are both really good running backs too. And uh, now I'm excited for them to show everybody, you know, what they can do and how our running game is going to be, you know, you know, just as potent. So, what about Garrett Wilson going over 100 yards receiving for the second time as a pro? He's only played eight games in the National Football League. What have you seen from him, and what kind of potential does that guy have? Yeah, so everybody kind of has been saying it now, but I was saying it since I first got here that he has a little bit of Justin Jefferson in him. Uh, just the way he moves, kind of looks like the Euro stepping as he strides and, and the wiggle and slipperiness he has uh, you know, to beat press coverage and, and whatnot. And he obviously has special ability after after the catch. And I think, uh, you know, he's moving around a lot as a young guy, right? He's in the slot, he's playing X, he's playing Z, he's playing F. And there's just so many intricacies that go with that, you know, when he's going from being outside and just being someone man coverage to having to go inside in the slide and, you know, and feel zones and run different types of routes that, uh, you know, he's just going to keep growing and, and getting better, I think. But, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Did you tell him that after you made the Justin Jefferson comparison or you just? No, I've never I've never told him that. Actually, I hope he doesn't hear this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, all, he's, he's, a, he's a super humble, humble kid anyway. But. Uh, you know, it's really just the way they move, you know, the way they can go high point the ball, the way they, you know, release. And for me, it's just like the the Euro step as they, you know, kind of just running any type of route, just the, the back and forth and slipperiness of it. But, yeah. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, very, very um, shifty, right? Very, very sudden when he when he makes his moves. And you can tell people respect his quickness within like within the in a, in a, in a confined space. You know, this is the first time um, probably this season since early in the season that you guys probably haven't lived up to expectations and, you know, kind of had a letdown. How do you guys rebound quickly and how do you guys, you know, match up and what's the mindset when you start thinking about going against arguably the best team in the NFL? You know, the excitement level, but the focus. And I know that this, this is a day where it's an off day, but you had to peek at the game you know, maybe on a plane, you know, I mean, you had to see the game maybe last night and trying to get an early assessment of what you think you can have an opportunity to do against the Buffalo Bills defense that is, is tremendous. And, you know, what the defense has, the task that they have in stopping arguably the, the, the leading MVP candidate. No plane last night coming home from MetLife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm following you. We were on Woody's helicopter yesterday, but uh, – yeah, I mean, I watched the game last night, and uh, I think the beauty of this league is, well, you got you got a quick turnaround, right? We have a game. We have a tough loss. Uh, like you said, the expectations have flipped. We were expected to win a game, and that's 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 new for, um, you know, the organization as of right now, right? So um, it's, it's a little bit of a letdown, but, you know, you don't got much time to, to sit there and, and mourn it and, and feel bad about it. You know, you let it hurt for a little bit, and you move on. And, and I watched the game last night. I think with the Bills is you know how explosive their offense is. And, uh, you know, we know how well our defense is playing. So, you know, we're, we, we feel good about that. I'm excited to watch, to, to watch that matchup. But uh, on defense, they, you know, they're not going to try to trick you. They, you know, they're going to, you know what front they're going to be in for the most part. Um, 
they're going to do what they do. And it's, it's a team that's kind of been in that system, this defensive system for, you know, four or five years. And, uh, they keep getting better and better. They fly around. They know where they're supposed to be. And, uh, you know, kind of like, like Coach Saw would say, you know, you know what you're doing on defense. And then as a defensive player, you can go and green light something and make a play and make a difference in the game. Uh, so, you know, I think from a standpoint, we just got to execute. You know, we know what they're going to be in. And we know our coach is going to put a good plan together for us. So we just got to go out there and execute and make the plays. Uh, totally different way they attack people. Yeah. The, the Jets defense, Bills defense. But there are similarities because the Bills like to rush four and play seven in the back. Yeah. And we've been seeing your defense have a lot of success doing that as well, right? So uh, the Buffalo will tell you, hey, listen, uh, we're just going to put seven in the back and try to beat us through there. Yeah, you know, and that's what I think our defense has done really well, right? We don't, you know, I don't know everything that's going on on the defensive side of the ball, but for the most no, part, no, they no. – they don't do yeah. They don't overcomplicate things. Right. You you know they have certain checks for certain things. They have a couple of checks throughout a game, and you know they, they make plays on the ball and they, they play you know as we've seen all season super fast and they come down and hit people. And I think that's you know the same as Buffalo. You know they're not gonna over overcomplicate things. They're gonna be in their spots. They're gonna you know take the chances when they get the opportunity to take a chance. And uh, you know it's on us to make the big play and not make the make the mistakes like you know. In the New England game, right? That's kind of a team that, that has mirages and, you know, they wait for you to make a mistake so that they can win. Right. Um, so it's a little different game in, in that aspect of things. I mean, you're part of a young group, but you're, you've been, you have probably more experience than a lot of the guys um, in the system. You think about Garrett Wilson, you think about Elijah Moore, you think about Zach Wilson. These are young players that are just cutting their teeth in this league. You know, what are you saying to them or, you know, what's the conversations about? Because, you know, when you get to the middle of the season, the body starts to ache a little bit more, um, especially for these rookies who this is the longest year of your career, right? You're coming from playing college, combine, that whole draft process, rookie camps. What are you trying to do to kind of guide? Because you need these young guys kind of to skip past the rookie wall, yeah. but the rookie wall hits everybody. Yeah, it's still weird for me that I'm I'm a, a older guy, I guess, in this league, uh, being in year five yeah. and, with how young of a team this is. But uh, you know, I think it's really just checking on them, making sure you know they're doing the right thing, trying to be. Obviously, you can't make anybody do anything they're not they don't want to do. But you know, just be that you know that vet that they can lean on and and uh, you know ask for advice what they need to do to take care of their body or. Uh, so my rookie year was a lot different. Right? I'm not. I wasn't in a spot that a lot of these guys are in, where they're playing 80 percent of the snaps and being contributors like they are. Uh, I was in a little different situation. And uh, last year was really my first year starting, and you know, as a as a starter and you know, playing a full season and playing every snap. And my big thing going into it was, okay, how am I going to take care of my body? What is my routine that's going to allow me to make it through a 17 game season? And uh, I just had to go through that in year four. So I think, you know, it's fresh on my mind. And I think, you know, um, it makes that it makes it easy for me to kind of talk to them. And, you know, just really the importance of having a routine. I think routine is everything, especially in this league. So the earlier you, the earlier you can build that routine, I think the more successful you're going to be as a player. Yeah, no doubt about that. You were playing with your hair on fire against the Patriots. Yeah. Were you seeking out the contact? Because you weren't just catching the ball on Sunday. You were looking to get upfield. And whoever was in your way, watch out. Yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, you just hear you hear to talk about it all week. I was just excited to to become part of, become part of the rivalry, right? Um, and, and that that hate for the Patriots built really really quickly throughout that game. But uh, 
and it always feels good when you can you can touch the rock early in the game and, and make a play and um you know i just tried to kind of build on you know that first third down conversion and, and uh make sure we could have energy so obviously things didn't plan out how we wanted but you know i think it was a step in the right direction zach wilson three interceptions he was definitely not happy after the game what kind of spotlight is a quarterback in here in New York compared to where you, the place you just came from, Minnesota? Like, let's say Cousins throws four interceptions yeah. in a game. Uh, what does he face compared to maybe what a Wilson does here? The media here is definitely a lot different, and the fans here are a little different. You know, um, like you said it. We talked earlier. It's been you know a long road of uh, not a lot of winning, and. Uh, you know, they, they want to see wins, and uh, so they're harsh, you know. You see in the stadium sometimes we go from having so much energy in the stands to stuff going wrong, and it gets really quiet right. really fast. And, uh, you know, it, it's a, the similarity between them is Kirk is getting paid a lot of money right now, right? So when Kirk's struggling a, in a game, uh, he caught a lot of heat for it because of, you know, how much he was getting paid and, you know, the roster we had in Minnesota and the expectations for us to win there. And, uh, you know, here in New York, just the spotlight that he has um, – I don't know if it's a spotlight I'd want to want to deal with, but uh, I talked to him after the game yesterday. I'm like, man, don't listen to it. I mean, it's hard not to. We all have bad games. Uh, we all have good games, and uh, you know, that's kind of the beauty of the sport. You know, we just kind of got to stick together. And I think when people going, people really went and watched his game. Obviously, you, you see some picks that are not not good, right? right. I and mean, he knows that. He looked right. at those plays and was like, "What the hell was I doing?" Right? <laughs> yeah. um, but you also go and you see a lot of plays where he played really well it's just those bad plays kind of overshadow the good that happened throughout it so um I think it was you know a good growing process at some point you know he just learned a lesson that you know I'm mobile I can get out of the pocket I can create stuff but I can't I can't do that you know I gotta throw the ball away when I need to throw the ball away I can't make it close you know I got sometimes you gotta eat a you know take a negative play or you know whatnot so I think it just something all young players go through. I think people forget how young he is at times. And, you know, you don't want to sit here and make excuses, but, you know, there was good things that happened in that game. It's just some of those bad things really overshadowed it. Yeah, just because you could don't mean you should. And, you know, understand I had a young Mark Sanchez and we had a you know, ready-made defense, champion defense, a great offense line, the best running game in the business. And, you know, really what you have to, what he has to realize and the toughest part about, you know, trying to help a young player mature um, is letting him know that you can depend on us. Like, understand that if you punt the ball, that's a good thing because we're going to flip the field because we're going to get – listen, go over there get your Gatorade. You're going to have three plays. You're going to be right back out here, and you're going to be in a better position than you were when you before you punted the ball because we're going to flip the field, and we're going to get them three and out, and, you know, we may get the interception and give you the ball back. So that's the hardest part, you know, with when you have a young guy that's trying to extend plays he has to realize and understand that when you retreat back, that's one of the biggest issues that he has, you know, just me being an analyst and watching him play. You can't retreat back because that's where your line is blocking people. So it makes the, it makes the field strength and narrow. You know, you have to step up. And what Mac Jones were doing, if he saw a cover one, he just took off. So, I mean, it's a part of maturing. And when you have a young quarterback, it can be frustrating because they'll have games where they play very well than games where they just try and, and do too much and understand that you can win ugly in this game. Most most people in this league win ugly. Like, it's ugly games, 17, yeah. 16, 19. You don't have to air it out. It's not, it's not about that. 
Because at the end of the day, if you win, everybody eats. So it's just him having an understanding that punting is a good thing if you really believe in this defense and believe in us as a team. And you have to blend the line between offense and defense and say we're one and we have to play as if we're one. And understand, give me some time to get some TV time and I'll give you the ball right back. I'll put the light right back on you. So I don't know how you get that communicated to him, but I had that same experience with a young Mark Sanchez. We had a time, and I'm just trying to explain to you the history of this yeah. this uh, of the Jets. We had the same issue with Mark where we had to give him red light, green lights, where he had to, like, he had to throw the ball. He couldn't change the play. And, you know, it was just part of it. And we made him better, and we went to two AFC championships back-to-back, knocked out Tom Brady, knocked out Peyton Manning, knocked out Phillip Rivers, you know what I mean? So that's the hardest part in trying to get him to understand that because you guys have an opportunity in a wide-open AFC where anything can happen. You get in the tournament, anything can happen. There's no dominant team. It's no big, bad whoop, right? There's no guy that's been making great plays. You know, the Tom Brady, there's nobody that, at that level right now but Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's actually – I mean, you hit two things that we kind of talked about because I was talking to Zach today, and he, you know, he watched the Bills game yesterday, and he's talking about how – the difference between how him and Josh Allen scramble, right? Like you were saying, he's retreating, making the field more narrow, um, throwing off his back foot. And like you watched the game yesterday, and a lot of times when Josh Allen's, you know, scrambling, he's attacking the line of scrimmage. And then he's, you know, staying behind the line of scrimmage and, and making a throw. Or he's attacking the line of scrimmage, so then when he does decide to run, you know, he can make a, make a big play. And uh, that's actually something me and Zach talked about mm-hmm. this morning was just um, – you know the difference in the, in the way that they've been they both scramble and you know something that he wants to improve on and work on and i talked to mc this morning about uh just this dr defense here you know how much we believe in them and every time they go on the field you expect to get the ball back you expect a turnover you expect them to flip the field and uh you know it's a it's a comforting feeling knowing that and uh i mean you, you know you made a great point about the a punt's okay. I mean, we didn't say, we didn't think about it like that exactly, but uh, you know, a, punt, a punt's a good thing. We'll get the ball back with better field that position. Game. But it is something that we we talked about this morning. Like we trust this defense. We know this defense is gonna either make them punt or get a turnover. And uh, you know, it's just it's funny both the things you just mentioned is things I talked to Zach and, and MC about today. So let me ask you this: uh, good words of wisdom from the bad backer who's. You know, went to a couple AFC Championship games here. You mentioned Josh Allen today. You played with him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Could you have predicted the success he's had in the NFL so far? Did you know, like during that week of practice? Obviously, you're getting ready for the draft yourself before you're taken in the fifth round by the Vikings. But wow, this this dude has become, uh, like Sala would say, a freakazoid. Yeah. Uh, so I actually. We played Josh. We played Wyoming in in a bowl, Idaho Potato Bowl, Central Michigan versus Wyoming. And going into that game, we were like, "Man, whatever, we're gonna kill him." Blah blah blah. Uh, he ain't that good. And I'm, we came out there and got smoked. I think we lost like forty nine to seven or something. We had a ton of turnovers on offense, but you know he, uh, you know he shredded us that game. So you know, it went from playing them in a bowl game and watching him you know, make us look really bad to go on and play in the senior bowl with them. And, uh, you know, obviously I don't think you can ever really just sit there and predict, you know, who's going to become what, right? Because people, if we could do that, you know, the, the draft would be a lot less, you know, interesting if we could just predict who was going to become what. But, uh, you know, he, you know, he, sh- he sh- kind of showed it. And I was just, I guess, proving people, um, 
you know, proving people right or wrong, however you want to look at it. But he's obviously a hell of a player. So you caught a touchdown. What do you think? He already caught a touchdown from him. I think. Yeah, a little wheel, yeah, a little, yeah, wheel, exactly. a little wheel pass out of the, out of the background, some fullback. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he had, he has a cannon, and you know, the knock on him was he wasn't accurate. I mean, I mean, I mean what I would tell people, he was throwing the ball in Wyoming. Yeah, like <laughs> consider the consider the elements, right? Consider yeah. the elements, and also to consider who he was going to. But you got to give Josh Allen a ton of credit because when he first came in his league, he couldn't hit the ocean if he was in a boat. Yeah. Right. But he really changed his mechanics, his stance, his delivery, became a much more accurate quarterback. I know you're much more accurate when you trade for Stefan Diggs, but a ton of credit goes to him for improving his game. And you know, those are those are the tales of you know what what's what's built last longer than what's born. Right. He yeah. was born with some natural tools, but he built himself to become an accurate quarterback. He stopped turning the ball over, fumbling, putting his team at risk. And um, you know that that's a that's a cautionary tale to, or that's not a cautionary tale, but a tale to to Zach that listen, we expect quarterbacks to be finished products, you know, in their second year. It doesn't work that way. For every Joe Burrow, you know, it, it's it's a Jalen Hurts that takes a, a while to kind of develop and get it. And you just got to understand that you know in this league, it's all about plugging up the holes that you have in your game. Yeah. So we all come to the league with a lot of holes. Those who are arrogant and think that hey, I'm just going to keep being fast and athletic. That only lasts for so long because at some point our all our bodies start to slow down and we have to adjust our game and, and, and win more with our mind than it is our natural born ability. So I, I get that from Bernard Hawkins all the time. What's built lasts longer than what's born. And he's a perfect example of that because Roy Jones was born to be great. He built himself to be great. And when you look at Bernard Hopkins and what he was able to do over the course of his career, you would say his career was as good or not better than Roy Jones, but Roy Jones had all the natural skills. Tom Brady's another example of that as well. Yeah, I mean, that hits home with me because my road's actually been, you know, obviously a lot different than a lot of people's, um, you know, from basketball to football to the fifth-round pick and walk-on and all, the all that stuff. So, um, you know, I like that saying. That's something that definitely kind of hits home with me and as I keep trying to, you know, develop and become better. So, oh, Bart here talking about the executioner. Bernard Hopkins, one of the greatest yeah, boxers, one of the greatest boxers ever. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you about the basketball background in terms of your route running. How much does that help you? Because you got more wiggle and you get separation at the top of your routes. And typically, we speak in terms that way when we're when we're talking about a receiver. But you can get some things happening at the top of your route. How much does that basketball background help you? Yeah, I think I think it helps. I think basketball for me really has helped with going up and high pointing the ball and, and body control and things like that. And really for me is uh, I've always took pride in my route running and, you know, working on it and going to seeing receiver coaches and, and whatnot and really trying to um, have a different toolbox than most tight ends have when it comes to, you know, releases and, and top of the routes. And, uh, you know, I'm just – I was really excited coming here and coming into this offense and some of the freedom we have in the route tree and some of the routes that we do run as a tight end. Uh, you know, I've been excited to get the opportunity to go out there and, and show it in the game and, and do those things. So, how about that? Yeah, you, I'll, go ahead, Mark. I love this. I love to see them. You know, split you out just a tad so you can run the banana routes because these linebackers are so stupid. They'll follow you and get out outside and just throw it on the hash and just banana them in between the numbers, and they're so short. Yeah. You just moss them all day, especially against teams like the Buffalo Bills that's going to have, like, two high guys. You know, you can get under that and go ahead and moss them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm always telling Zach. I'm like, hey, 
we go out there and run a go route, and a linebacker comes out there. Just just alert it for me, you know. It's just <laughs> just think just think about it. If you see if you see a backer follow me out there, or a, you know a safety or whatnot, but um, cause I feel comfortable out there. It's, it's a place I feel comfortable. You know, my senior year, I was basically played X. I was backside, um, you know, running glances and, and fades and whatnot all season. So it's definitely a place I feel comfortable. Break it down for us. Now, I, I got in the league when you had like the evolution of the tight end, right? Like Kevin, Kevin, Kellen Winslow Jr. Of course, I I've been playing against Gates since we were in high school in Detroit. Unless I um, miss Michigan, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So actually, yeah, I was supposed to go to Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan guys, man, he was roommates, and he went to Michigan State. That's a long story. Uh, we don't have enough time, enough tape in this in this reel to, to cover how I ended up in Silla, Illinois. But um. When you, when, you, when you think about, like, the evolution of the tight end, when you were trying to make that transition from being a guy that's, you know, Gronk and Kittles probably are the the spokesman for, like, the, the, the guys who can really set the edge and be able to control defensive ends. And then you look at guys like Pitts. That's, like, the other end of the spectrum. Who are you – what are you trying to add to your game and who did you look up to, like, kind of growing up as you were trying to develop from a basketball player to a football player – then also trying to not be tight cats as a guy that's in the box, you know, blocking all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of – so Antonio Gates is someone that I really – you know, having a basketball background, Michigan guy, um, obviously one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. is someone I watched. Um, and then when I first decided to switch over to football, I was watching the Michigan State football game. The tight end at the time was Josiah Price. And uh, – you know, he was having a good year, catching stick knives for touchdowns all over the place. And I'm like, man, I can do that, you know. Um, and that was the day I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching it. That was that was the day I kind of yeah. decided to stop playing basketball and, and switch over. And then weirdly, Josiah Price ended up being in Minnesota when I got there. And, uh, you know, that was just um, – once I kind of got into the – you know, the the pre-draft stuff and whatnot, it was, oh, he, he was split out all year. He can't block. He can't do this. And my whole thing was, you know, I'm going to prove him wrong, right? So I, I went to the senior bowl. I was like 200. I ended up being up like 255 pounds. Like, I'm going to show him I can block. Like, I know I can run routes. I'm going to show him I can block. So I was probably a little heavier and, and whatnot than I, I should have been. But, you know, I wanted to prove him wrong in that aspect of things because I just think the beauty of tight end is – you got to do everything. You got to be able to play in pass pro. You got to be able to – it's like a back, right? I, I didn't want to be a a guy that can only play on third down. I want to be a guy that can be in there on first down, second down. I want to be able to beat man coverage on third down. Um, so I always wanted to be the, the all-around tight end. I didn't want to be the guy that was just a receiver guy or a blocking guy. And uh, that's just something I've kind of always prided myself on and something I'm still trying to get better every day. And Coach Mids helped me a ton in the run game uh, since I've been here just with, uh, you know, aiming points and hand placement and in my footwork. So, um, you know, I think the run game is something I'm going to keep getting better at. Uh, he's helped me a ton in pass pro already with just having better sets and, um, you know, different tricks with, with my punches and whatnot. And uh, then having an opportunity to go out there and, and show what I work on, you know, in the offseason probably more than anything, which is my route running and releases and uh, things of that nature. So, I'm just excited to keep getting better every single every single game uh, as an all around tight end. Yeah, how much do you enjoy? Quick, quick, quick tip! Quick tip from a linebacker that knows like how tight ends can cheat. Don't push them away from you. Pull them to you and just put them chest to chest. You'll never get caught for holding if you grab them and pull them close to you. Yeah. If you don't extend your arm, you grab them underneath their th underneath their path. You yeah. pull them chest to chest. You'll never get it. You'll never. They can't make a tackle. Yeah. And and they, you'll never get caught for holding. And they just get mad. How you hold? You, you get hold, mad you hold. Oh, yeah. mad, mad we, had, we had a guy. We had a guy named Mully Mulligan, Junior Whopper hands. 
Yep. And he would hold the hell out of you. You never get the call. Matthew yeah. Mulligan. Yep. Hey, Jamie uh, Wapperham. Uh, Middleton, you mentioned him before. Yeah. Cool dude. Yeah, uh, the coolest. How much do you enjoy working with that guy? No, I love it. Uh, you know, our room, we got a great room yeah. between, you know, CJ, myself, Ruck, Kenny. Uh, you know, obviously, whoever's talked to CJ, you know, CJ is just outgoing and, uh, you know, goofball. And then Coach Mid, I mean, the one-liners that he has are unbelievable. It I mean, really is something. oh, it's something. And it's just the way he says it, you know, the way he says things, is, you know, his one-liners, like the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just hilarious. And he's played the game for, you know, he played 10 year career. So he understands it. He understands the tough situations we get put in. He understands, um, you know, tricks and things to help us to win in those situations. And he understands when you're in a tough situation, you don't necessarily get it done to the, you know, um, he, he gets it. And he, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, to be coached by a coach that, you know, has played the game, understands the game the way he does. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, he's really helped me develop in a short period of time since I've been here. How much are you paying attention to what's going on in Minnesota? So you leave Minnesota, they're like six and one. You're here with your new team, doing great things, five yeah. and three. Obviously, you wish you were six and two, but uh, Minnesota, multi-game lead in the NFC North. Who would have thought? Yeah, you know, I, they've had the talent there for, you know, a long since I've been there. You know, since I got there my rookie year, they had this roster that was – you know, I feel like in this league you have a you have a window, right? Of when mm -hmm. you have young guys that aren't getting paid and you have guys that you're paying. You have this window to go make a Super Bowl run. And they've done a good job of somehow extending that that roster and giving them a chance to to be what they are right now. And they you know they got a heck of a team. You know, Kirk, I think, is one of the most hated on quarterbacks. I think he's a he's a heck of a quarterback. His accuracy and um you know, he's just a, he's a heck of, I texted him today because his touchdown run. I'm like, you hit the no, it was the GPS numbers, you hit twenty miles per hour. You know, then you got Justin out there who um, you know, one of a kind with what he's done so far in his career, and you know, I'm happy for him. You know, they got they got a good team. They're winning games, and uh, you know, Green Bay struggling a little bit, Chicago yeah. and, and Detroit. So you know, good for them. I'm happy for him. Have you thought about what it's going to be like when you go back there? No, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, talk about I want to go bonkers that day. You know, <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited to go back to US Bank. You know, I I was there for four years. Me and uh, you know my fiance, we, we we learned to love Minnesota, so we're excited to get back. But uh, you know, we're enjoying the hell out of this you know new experience out here. So Bart, should we on there? there for, Guys getting there married. The, I was there for the I was there for the Super Bowl, man. I almost lost. I thought he was gonna have to amputate my fingers. How damn cold it was, man. It, you know, it, don't it make no damn sense. You no, got tunnels there, Bart. Yeah, no, it's, it is it is pretty damn cold, especially you go outside about January, you breathe, it just hits you in the lungs, yeah. start coughing and shit. No, I, I know, trust me. I mean, I don't mind the cold, though. You guys are both No, Minnesota guys. is totally but different. Minnesota yeah, is different. No, Minnesota it's is totally different, different, but I don't. No, it is different. It, it's different. It is different. It's, uh, di it's a lot different than Michigan. Uh, it's warmer here than it is in Michigan. Yes, no doubt. Well, what's the date of the wedding? April 12th. I have nothing to do with the wedding. We're staying out of it yeah, completely. Just I just show. That's why I tell you. I'm like, I'll be there. If you got a real question, I got to answer. I'll answer. But she'll ask me. I'll answer, and she won't even listen anyway. Where's it gonna be? She don't care for you to taste the cake. No, what kind of cake you? I like this one. I like I that. I don't even care like, if well, I have you a cake. Which one you want? Why you haven't tasted? We don't even need a cake. Just you know, whatever. I just told her whatever. Uh, we're having it in Cabo. Okay. It's gonna be destination wedding, a little smaller family and close friends, right. and uh, nice. It'd be cool. I'm excited about it. That's awesome. Little zip lining. Yeah, like just I told a, you, just I, a note, like, I'll be I, there. I just, if you if you go opposite San Juan, they have a uh, they have a uh, hotel where 
it's carved out of the uh, volcanic ash. So like you go there, you got like two cans that come up to you. It's no elevator, but you, your your whole, your room is off the mountain. That's hand carved. That's dope. And what's it called? Uh, let me ask my wife. You know what yeah, you gotta get you gotta get get back to me about that one. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got. It. <laughs> it's right up there. It's cool because they have the waterfall. They have the the active volcano. So like they got the live springs with the sulfur. Yeah. You do rock climbing. You go zip lining, and but that's that's on it. You, you when you go to Cabo, you either go to San Juan or you go to the other part with the uh, rainforest. Yeah, the someone in the rainforest. Yeah, someone asked me. To, someone asked me today, and I'm like, I don't know which side I'm going to. Like, I, like you said, I'll be there. I'm gonna I'm gonna show up. I'll be yeah, standing up there, but there. Yeah. she's uh, she's handling it all. So I'm excited. We're excited. Yeah, uh, we're excited for you. Uh, how many tattoos you got now? Shit, a lot. Um, you don't know. You don't have the count. About 150 hours. Really? It all blends together now. I mean, there's not, I mean. Do you have a favorite? It's all one. It's a masterpiece. I'm about to say it's all one at this point. Uh, Probably my right leg or my back. My right leg's all stuff from back home. So, um, I don't know. Like, if you ever were driving down 94, there's like a Gibraltar Trade Center. Uh, Absolutely. It was like a, it was like a big. Well, from the D. That's what I'm asking. It was like, <laughs> it was a big dude on the side. So, when I was driving home as a kid, you, uh, you knew you were close to home when you got by that. So, I got him tattooed on the back of my leg. Um, there's like an old motel kind of where I grew up that they tore down a couple years ago. I got that tattooed. Uh, so it's just like all different stuff, um, you know, from my childhood, my little league football team, you know, three on three Gus Macker trophy because he's playing Gus Macker. Oh, Gus Macker. I was playing go. Gus Mackers every every, uh, every year as a kid, especially the one in Ludington. Uh, you put the you put the Silver Dome or uh, I got Auburn Hills or Joe Louis Arena on no, you? No, I, I was to say I uh, I was telling mid the other day I used to play in the Silver Dome when I played for the uh, Mount Clemens yeah. Barracudas back when I was a kid. So we used to always play in yeah, the Silver man. Dome. I had little New Balances on because I had no turf shoes, looking terrible. Cowboy, <laughs> co- cowboy collar. Hey, get, get the fist. Get the fist. Get the Joe Louis fist. You no, know, I, I got I got to figure out what else I got to do. I took a little break, so I don't got much space left. <laughs> I only got about stomach in my ribs, so I got to. I'm trying to hold off a little bit. <laughs> you might have to say that for the kids. Man. That's what that's what my that's what my lady keeps telling me. So you got to save room for the kids. I'm yeah, like, ah, that's you true. Know, you can always make that's room, true. I guess. My ribs. So, hey, man, we enjoyed it. Continue success. Uh, 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 you know, hopefully you guys uh, start a new winning streak this week will. against the Bills. But again, uh, as far as tight ends, the position is concerned here with the Jets. Hadn't had a lot of production there recently. If you look at your numbers, you're on pace for a very good year. And again, career well, highs. Look at the numbers to the end of the season. Can't, can't look at the numbers uh, to the end of the hey, season. Hey, uh, listen. I can say career highs yesterday, two touchdowns. I had two. I had two in a game before, so it ties a career okay. high. Okay, and then the five first downs. I don't know about that. Yeah, no uh, five first. I'm gonna trust you. We don't pay attention to those. I'm about to say I'll, no, I'll, try, I'll trust you on that one. All right, thanks, brother. No, I appreciate you guys having me. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, they have what you need to win. Jets fans in New Jersey, sign up today and use promo code XJETS. And after placing your first $100 wager, you will receive $100 to bet with. You will receive a $50 free bet and a $50 casino bonus. Again, the promo code is XJETS. Offer subject to change. Offer only available in New Jersey. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 or older to participate. Please visit winbet.com to view welcome offers available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
You're watching the official Jets podcast. We're presented by WinBet Betting. It's a team sport bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen with Bart Scott. Uh, Tyler Conklin, I think he is going to figure prominently in the Jets' offense for the next nine games. Bottom line, they're going to need him big time down the stretch. Absolutely. I mean, he becomes a you know, tight end as a quarterback's best friend because he's always friendly. He's right there in the line of sight. And um, he does a good job in using his big body to be able to shield against defenders. And he's sure-handed, you know. So you know, I think, you know, that that relationship will continue to grow and it'll open things up for everybody else. Uh, you mentioned it before, buddy. Uh, Zach Wilson, what does he have to do? You, you talked about in, in terms of staying in the po- pocket, not dropping back, but immediately – looking ahead to this game against the Buffalo Bills because that's a defense that has been together for a long time. We'll have to find out about the status of Jordan Poyer. This longtime safety there, Micah Hyde already out, but that Bills defense, uh, typically one of the best in the National Football League. Yeah, because they're disciplined. They have a, a rare luxury, much like the Jets have, is they don't have to add more people to the rush to be able to affect the quarterback because they have guys that can win the one-on-ones. But, you know, when you talk about you, you, you damn sure can't fade away and expose yourselves on the edges. When you think about Russo and you think about Von Miller on the outside, the best place to be is stepping up because they're only rushing four. You have five to six protectors, so it creates natural scenes and lanes to throw through, but also to throw through. You got to be decisive. You got to move up in the pocket. You cannot drift back because you expose yourself. You got to be quick with the ball and understand that you're going to have to hold the ball a little longer because they have seven in protection but then it's going to be opportunities for guys to sit in zone. So when they are in one, in one zone and they can't get through, they may have to slide to another zone to get open. you got to be patient. How big of a challenge is this for a young team who thought they let one get away against the Patriots? You know, they're thinking Michael Carter II yeah, scores. It's a two-score game at halftime, and maybe possibly it's going to be a runaway against the Patriots. That's but a wrap. It, yeah, yeah. So, well, if any, well, if anything, you got to know though, that you have to take advantage of those opportunities. You can't let them pass because those are the ones that you regret and you're asking yourself, what if, right? And, you know, you can't ask what if. You got to say, this is what is. This is what we did. And um, they're going to have to sure themselves up because they're going against the best, you know, football team in all of football that has doubled down. And, you know, who knows what they're going to do before the trade deadline, you know, reports that they may be going for Alvin Kamara. Who knows Kareem Hunt available? But, you know, it's an arms race going on in the AFC and in the NFL for teams that think they're close, and Buffalo think they're closer to any other team. How do you contain this Bills offense? It's a prolific attack. Uh, on paper, I think the Jets' defensive line should have some matchup advantages against the Bills' offensive line, but the counter on that for Buffalo is Allen's so dynamic, he can get out of the pocket, and he's strong too. So even if you get your hands on him, sometimes it's really hard to bring him down. That's the issue, and that's why you got to stay in your rush lanes because if you play man-to-man and turn your back, he'll take off, and he's so big that he can make guys miss in space, but he also can run through arm tackles. So that's the dilemma. Do you spy him? What do you do with him? And you're going to ask your your corners to do a lot, you know, and, and he's going to take some shots. He trusts, you know, uh, Gabe Davis, and he trusts um, Stephon Diggs, and he'll put the ball up. So guys going to have to high point the ball, but it's going to be essential, again, for these corners to be able to match up man-to-man because you're going to have to have seven guys in coverage to be able to have all eyes on him so he doesn't make you look foolish by running one of these 45-yard type of runs. We saw Matt Jones early on. You saw Joe Burrow early on. You saw Jacoby Brissett you know, you know, really hurt. Josh Allen is more talented than all those um, with his arm and with his legs. 
How do you think the Jets should match up with those receivers? Their cornerbacks have been playing great this year in Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Yeah, but all it takes is one. You know, so you still want to mix it up. You still want to play some form of zone, some man. You want to try and bracket them at times. If you feel like you have a good grasp on being able to stop them with a light box, then you, you know, say, okay, well, maybe we'll, you know, stop them with a light box. And this time we're going to double Gabe. This time we're going to double Stefan. This time we're going to double Knox. Um, because when you look at, you know, really what the Jets really struggled with was, you know, Stevenson coming out of the backfield and being able to isolate, you know, some of these linebackers and, you know, catch a ball. So who knows if they try and use Devin Singletary or Cook that way. You know, you put it on tape, you're going to have to defend it um, until you show that you can stop it. And offensively, we talked specifically about Zach, but what's the key for the entire unit that is still undergoing a transition here? You mentioned it with Tyler. Listen, uh, we'll have to see about the status of Corey Davis, but Elijah Vera Tucker, Brees Hall, they're not going to be back until 2023. They have have to run the football. Like, they're they're trying to stop you in nickel. Like they, their base defense is nickel, and you have to make them pay for being in nickel. You have to get up to the second level. You got to block combo block gap scheme. You got to get vertical. You got to make them see if they can continue to attack you with your running backs coming downhill. Great opportunity ahead, right? Though I mean, you're testing your, you're testing yourself against the best. Yeah, you should go out there, and you have nothing to lose. You're expected to lose this game. You should go out there free. And, and play your best football and take chances. What else do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. All right, Bart Scott. We'll see you next week, brother.